Hey guys, welcome to Missions and Marketplace Podcast. I'm your host, Priest Willis, and this is episode 21 with author, entrepreneur, speaker, consultant, Joel Kahn, to talk about his years of experience in the internet marketing business. Joel is New York Times bestselling author of 12 books. You got that right, 12 books. AdSense Code is a big one. He's written books on Twitter. He's been featured on CNN Online, Jon Stewart's The Daily Show. Joel has done it all. He's been a speaker, motivational speaker. Him and I have talked at conferences. And just for full disclaimer here, Joel has been a mentor and friend of mine for years. He's one of the nicest guys that I know in the industry. He takes this time out to talk about his years of experience of being an entrepreneur and what continues to motivate him and what he enjoys doing to unplug. So without further ado, here is my man, Joel Kahn. Welcome to Missions and Marketplace Podcast. Join us as we talk to business and thought leaders who discuss their passions in and outside of business and how it drives them to give and be citizens of goodwill. Let's get started. Hey guys, before we get into today's guest, do you want to do something fun while doing fundraising? Go to inktothepeople.com where you can design a shirt and raise some funds for a good cause. How it works is you start a campaign, you spread the word about your t-shirt fundraising campaign, and then you get your cape. You're a hero. Go to inktothepeople.com, check out the homepage, see the success stories they have. One special one was when the Boston Strong incident happened. Someone started a Boston Strong campaign using inktothepeople.com. Check out inktothepeople.com and be a hero and start a fundraiser. Joe, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me, Priest. It's always good talking to you. Yeah, I love talking to you as well. Happy to have you here. So why don't you uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a uh, lifelong entrepreneur. I just, I'm unemployable. Can't work for anybody else. I should have, you know, a tattoo on my forehead as <laughs> unemployable. I've been a, an entrepreneur for so long and been doing business online since 1995. And it's pretty much all I've known. And uh, I love it. I get to play in a lot of different sandboxes and try different technologies and go to a lot of events and speak and write and uh, basically be a geek. Geek is fun. And geek, yeah. geek is chic now. So you're the you're, geek did inherit the earth. So you know, <laughs> back in high school, it was questionable, but I stuck <laughs> with it, just being who I was. And turns out, it it worked. Yeah, I was I was always a hybrid. So I'm I'm kind of making it, but every now and then my coolness sneaks out, and I just have to deal with it. So look, the reason why I want to talk to you is because a lot of people right now that are listening, they're small business owners, people just getting into the space. I know you've been in it for a very long time. You and I have talked in past years, and you're somebody, frankly, that I, I trust. And I've told you in the past that I consider a mentor, even though we don't talk every day per se, you're always someone who has inspired me. So I thought this would be a good conversation to have for those people that are getting into this, whether it's digital marketing, social media or something, and just kind of hear some golden nuggets from you if that's what you have to offer. So just kind of setting that up. Let's talk about kind of what led you to today. So I know you're active in a lot of different things, social media platforms, and you have your own stuff going on, but you know, kind of give us the genesis of that, if you will, just a short caption of it and lead us into how you're the Joe Com that you are today, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> the genesis of, you know, I, I built my first site back in 1995. I just felt like this web thing was really cool. And I had been 
on the online services really since 1980. I was dialing into bulletin board services way back then. Holy cow. Uh, yeah. So I've actually been dialing into the online world uh, for 36 years now. <laughs> Literally, people, when he says dialing in, it means. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. Exactly. And, uh, you know, along the way, I've, I've built sites, I've sold sites, I've written a dozen books and have a few more in the works right now. I've uh, been in the affiliate marketing space, internet marketing, blogging, social media, video creation, live video, podcasting, app creation, software development. There's just, there's, there's so much in there that it's hard to, to break it down. But, you know, basically I kind of see myself as a guy with a pail and a shovel looking for a sandbox to play in. And uh, right now, for me, that live that sandbox is live video. I'm just I'm loving it. You're like going crazy on Blab and Periscope and all that good stuff. And you know, one of the things that I like, and again, you and I have talked years previous to video just being a big thing. But what you have to offer on video is really good. I mean, even when you're just going for a walk, you're just talking about simple life things. So it's not always about business. And hey, here's how you become the next big venture capitalist and all these keywords that people begin to throw around. You have some really common sense, tactical stuff that you talk about on the business side. But then sometimes you're just really transparent about, hey, I'm I'm tired and I'm off this Saturday, off the grid. You know, talk about that a little bit. You know, how did you kind of roll in from what you were doing back in the dial-up days to today? How did that work? Well, you know, I think the way I've always moved from one uh, particular technology or niche to another is just purely out of curiosity. I'm always playing with a number of things at any given time. I'm mm-hmm. not, even though I was really known in the social space in 2008 through 2012 or so, I was also in the app development space and I was still in the internet marketing space and I was still writing books on other topics. And so I'm I'm always kind of juggling a number of different projects. And I've actually been live streaming since 2008 when Ustream.tv made it uh, available so that you can connect a camera to your computer and broadcast out to the world. But really, it's only been in the last year that we've seen the uh, influx of applications that make it really easy for people to stream live from their mobile devices. And and we have mobile devices in everybody's hands now. We've got increased bandwidth. Mm -hmm. And so there's like a perfect storm and naturally piqued my curiosity. I'm an old school broadcaster. I did radio before I ever you know, had an internet business and uh, was a DJ. And so uh, for me, being able to broadcast live from anywhere is just a natural fit. I almost feel like they've made some of these platforms just for me. (laughs) And, uh, you know, after about a year of really playing around in those spaces and learning for myself what works, what doesn't, and beginning to casually teach others, did I realize that, oh, I'm in a position where I can really help a lot of people, uh, you know, individuals and, and businesses and brands to understand how do you harness the power of live video to engage with an audience and to uh, to build it up and to, you know, speak to your prospects and to your customers. I know it doesn't have to be an either or, Joe, but are we kind of moving from the content microblog slash Twitter to just more completely video blab periscope type deal? Uh, I don't think Twitter's going away. I think, you know, 300 million active users each month there's uh, quite a there's quite a market there so i think it's just different uh, but to me video live video especially on a platform like blab.im where i do a number of different shows and you can have multiple people on screen having a conversation is really the most social form of social media that there is mm-hmm. uh, but you know a platform like twitter you can shoot out your tweet really quickly and you're done 
if you're going to do live video, you need to be prepared to engage for a longer period of time. You know, and you, you talked about earlier that you did a TED Talk and you got really to the heart of some things in your TED Talk. You know, with all these social media platforms, including Twitter and Blab, are we ironically becoming less social with more social media? I don't. Well, I also speak for myself. I feel like social media has made me more social than ever before. It's allowed me to connect with old friends, with family, and make so many new friends that are literally all over the world. And now when I go to an event and I see these people, I'm just I'm surrounded by people that I know and that I like to be with. My circle of friends has expanded yeah. vastly because of social media. And maybe it's because how I use it. I'm not sure. I think that, you know, there's people that use it in a very fake way and yes. they're not real and authentic. And then there's those that are in it to uh, to win it. And that's kind of where I'm at. And that's why I brought it up because, you know, I think about that 19-year-old girl that was on Instagram saying that it took her hours to do all these different poses. And look, she's not by herself. We know a lot of people kind of create this facade of their life on social media, but they're miserable. And I was just kind of saying, how much is there really a disconnect in some respect. And there probably is. I was just kind of getting your feel since you're more into it than I am. Do you think there's a disconnector? And you you kind of brought up a good point by saying from your perspective, it's made it a lot better. Yeah. I think for some, there's a real disconnect. There's no question. It just depends how people choose to use it. I, you know, honestly, I, Maybe it has to do with age and maturity. I just feel like I'm in a place in my life where, hey, this is who I am. And uh, if you don't like it, okay, doesn't matter to me because I'm not going to win everybody over. And if you see some of my flaws, then okay, great. Uh, You got them too. So who cares? And, you know, again, it's just, I think it's just where I am and it it just doesn't matter. You know what's funny? I remember my dad telling me when I was younger, he was like, you're going to get to a certain age when you really don't care what people think. When you're 20, 25, you care about what everybody thinks. By the time you hit 40, 40 plus, you could care less what anybody thinks about you. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. There's, you know, I guess it's not that you don't care what anybody thinks. I think I care most about the people that are closest to me Mm. that really know me and have a right to speak into my life. You know, for people that are just watching and observing that, make you know come to conclusions and judgments i'm like you know uh shut the front door (laughs) (laughs) i just say that i did you know what that's it's kind of i don't care that's good stuff so joe you talked about you know kind of where you came from in the internet marketing world affiliate marketing video all this other stuff what steps do you take for ongoing learning you know life is really the best ongoing learning i learn by doing i'm very kinesthetic uh, you know, if you tell me, I'll kind of if you if you have too much to tell me, I'll kind of glaze over mm. and I'll lose you in details. If you show me, I'll begin to understand. But it's when I get my hands on it myself that I do my greatest learning. So I think that's where the curiosity comes in. Oh, there's a new app that people are talking about. Okay, let me go try this thing. Let me see. Let me kick the tires on it. Take it for a test drive and figure out is there something here that interests me? Am I curious? Will this be fun? And if not. I don't care how much money I could make with it. If I'm, if it's not fun, I don't want to play because I'll get bored with it. And I know that no matter how profitable it might be, I won't be fully vested in it. My heart won't be in it. And therefore, I'm not going to excel at it. It's going to be mediocre. So why bother? What kind of businesses, Joe, have you kind of used that philosophy and stepped away from and just decided, you know what, I'm I'm done with it. I'm willing to sacrifice this for happiness. I mean, have you done that recently? And w- what did that look like? Oh, gosh, one of my, uh, I-, I love to brag about my failures. 
because um, I love to hear well, about failures because it yeah well they're they're the true me. indication I think they're the real indication of success um, mm. maybe that's quotable I don't that, know that, I was going to say that's a that's a tweet actually so we'll, yeah you, you could tweet that we'll if you want that. to well I, I actually I don't trust people that don't talk about their failures mm. or won't talk about them. Because there's a poser quality to that. There's a, you know, what are you hiding element there? And, and I don't think uh, we need to hide. I think people want to hear those failures. They want to know that we don't have it all together. And I'm, I'm totally good with that. So, you know, in 2009, I want to say, I had come up with one of the earliest mobile marketing platforms. And it was basically like an email autoresponder, but for text messaging. And spent a solid six figures and a year building this thing and uh, went and launched it. It didn't quite go. It was before its time. Didn't quite go like we thought it would. And uh, I was busy on other projects. So I didn't really dedicate a whole lot of my own time to it. And it just kind of languished there. And it really took me until, I want to say 2011-ish, probably late that year, that I had been spending this money on it and spending money on it and spending money on it. And I wouldn't let it go. The moment I let it go, that was it. It was it was a failure. And so, uh, but I finally woke up one day and I said, I'm just going to pull the plug on this thing. I'm going to completely pitch it. And once I pitched it, there was you know nothing to do with it. And something really interesting happened, Priest, when I did that. Rather than feeling like a failure at this project that I had sunk so much time and money and resources into, I felt freedom. That's the moment that I realized that I quit failing the moment I stopped paying for it. That's really good. I was going to ask at first, you know, how did you feel after that failure? But I think it makes, you just said that you felt a freedom, which is really, really good because I think there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there right now that are holding on to business ideas, or better yet, those business ideas are holding on to them. I know everybody thinks like they have a million dollar idea and their domain name is worth $5 million, but sometimes your idea just sucks. I mean, and you just have to come to grips with it. And that's kind of why I was asking you about it because people have a hard time of letting go because they see it as failure versus just turning of season and moving on to the next thing within your life. Sometimes we see failure as a complete failure, but it just means it's kind of a turning of season. I mean, we're just moving on to the next thing. And, you know, entrepreneurs, we're just holding on to our ideas, holding on to what we think is, no, I promise. I mean, you look at Shark Tank, you could see the hurt and pain when those judges turn them down because they could have swore up and down it was a $5 million idea. Ideas are worthless. Mm. Ideas are truly a dime a dozen. Ideas are nothing until you have execution. They are literally nothing. I have ideas all day, Every day I write stuff down. The vast majority of them never go anywhere because it doesn't matter mm-hmm. until you execute it and execute it well. I like to put it this way. Nothing is anything until it's something. It's just not. It's just talk. It's just blah, blah. And, it's dr- and dreaming is good and believing in, in your dreams is important because you're not going to execute on it until you do. But the ideas themselves um, they don't mean anything until there's execution. It's just, it's like vaporware. I have ideas of my own. I, it's the, here's the thing. I have the things I'm passionate about. Those are the things that I want to do. Every now and then somebody will come along and they will pitch an idea to me that resonates with my own passions and my own skill set. But, you know, it's come from them. It's their idea. Go develop it. Right. Go prosper do well. I mean, I wish people who bring me ideas, I don't necessarily turn them down because I think they're bad ideas. I, they're just, I'm not passionate about it and I'm not going to waste my time 
getting involved in a project or even a cause that is not the one that is near and dearest, you know, to my heart and to my soul. And that means I turn away some really good causes. Mm-hmm. You know, people, uh, there's people out there saving lives and, and, you know, making difference. And, and I can't support everything. I have my own pet causes and that's what I choose to focus on. And sometimes I, I'm, you know, I, it's a process of getting over this sense of why do you feel guilty when you say no to somebody? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've gotten really good at no. But that is, isn't that just kind of a people pleaser type thing in the back of your mind? That- yeah, it's, it's codependency. And it's I think it's a lifelong process of learning how to set healthy boundaries so that um, you're keeping good things in and you're keeping things that aren't necessarily good for you out. And that doesn't mean that the thing itself is bad. It just means that it's not right for you right now. You know, Joe, talking about causes and stuff, there is something that I believe in with you. I even have the T-shirt to prove it. I I truly do, actually. Um, You you have something where you just, you know, it's do good stuff. Hashtag do good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, You have T-shirts. You know, talk about that a little bit because I know you are in several different things where you kind of lend your support, whether it's on video for, you know, water across different countries and Mm -hmm. doing different things. you know, because the question was going to be, how do you unplug? But when you have so many things going on, including causes like that, how do you balance it? And what do those causes mean to you? It, just in your kind of personal life, how, how does that intertwine? The phrase do good stuff is something that came about um, probably about five, six, seven years ago. You know, I would send out emails to my list with my trainings or inspirational or motivational thoughts or product endorsements, whatever. And everybody was signing their emails, best warm regards and to your success. And I just look at that. I'm like, this is so cliche. Yeah. And I've got this, uh, this notion that when you approach the world and people in it, with an attitude of just singing where you see where you bring the most value through your passions, talents, skills, abilities, and personality. When you put it out there, uh, almost like a Johnny Appleseed, right? Where like we're sowing seed, we're just like seeking to do good wherever we go. Then we can escape from the mindset of, well, if I do this for this person, what are they going to do for me? I just look at it like just put as much good out there that comes from a sincere place in myself where I want to make a difference and trust the process that those seeds I put out there, some of them are going to you know, fall on good soil and somebody might come along and water them. And then something might come up there and maybe something will come back to me. But at the very least, I've made a difference for somebody else. I trust the process that if I'm continually seeking to do good stuff in the life of those around me, then good stuff's going to come back to me. You know, we, we know it as the law of sowing and reaping, yep. right? It's a, it's a biblical principle. That's right. Some people call it karma, uh, whatever you want to call it, just go do good stuff. So I, I started signing my emails, do good stuff. And last year I was inspired by, um, a couple other t-shirt brands that I saw that I discovered when I wore them, they made me more mindful, more conscientious of my own thoughts and my own behaviors. And, and here's a you know perfect example for you, Priest. I was at the grocery store, it was at Target, and I'm waiting in line behind the cash register. And uh, being the center of the universe, I got really frustrated at the, uh, the person in front of me that was just taking forever. Uh, there's two places that I just like my ugly side comes out and it's in, in line driving right on the road. Yep. Oh, man, me and you, we, we must be long lost brothers. I don't rage, but I'm not happy. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think when I was younger, it used to, you know, used to be worse. I'm more chill now, but I just I don't like it because I'm trying to go somewhere. And don't you know you're in my way? Right. Yep. yep. 
So, but I was standing in line at the grocery store and I was getting frustrated and I looked down and the shirt I was wearing was the Be Good to People brand. And that's what it said <laughs> right on the shirt, Be Good to People. And I thought, I cursed to myself. I'm like, ah, you know, and, and, I, and I'm like, you know what? change your attitude and it affected me and uh, that's when i realized you know wearing this shirt makes me a better person so i want to take my motto and put it on a shirt start first and foremost for myself because i want to remind myself of what it is that i believe it's the same reason i've got i put a, a tattoo of my my life verse on mm-hmm. my left forearm second corinthians is it yeah, five seventeen. Got it. Sometimes I forget who uh, you know who I am. What's my identity? And, and now that I have it there, I don't even see it most of the time. You know, we become blind to ourselves. But I developed the brand, and then it got a really, really good reception. Um, and so we've sold hundreds of do good stuff shirts. And in June, we're going to be doing a Kickstarter campaign to uh, get it out there as a lifestyle brand. And um, I want to really have an impact that's positive, especially now we're in this political season where it's so negative. Yes. And I tune it out. I, Me too. I don't participate in those discussions. Me I don't watch the news. I don't read the papers. Like, just, get, and if you're a friend of mine and you're being all political and getting up in my face, you might not be offending me, but you're offending other people. Yeah. You know, you might be talking about the, we might be on the same side, but you could be talking trash about the other side. And I'm like, you know, you're offending some of my friends. Yeah. And and here's the sad fact, Joel, and you know this, you've been around long enough that people get all wrapped up into it and the politicians get in office and it disappears. Nobody remembers, or maybe they do, but it doesn't come back up until the next political season, how contentious it was in 2008 or when JFK ran. I'm sure George Washington, it was crazy. I mean, you know, it's like at some point, this this was my point about unplugging, right? It's it's about finding who you are. And that's what I mean. You kind of centered yourself around doing good stuff and thinking about other people versus just yourself. And politics, to me, that's at the essence of it. People want their opinions to be heard and agreed with. And if you don't, that's where the contentious arguments come in. That's why I don't I don't share political stuff on my Facebook yeah. or anywhere. It, it's a maturity issue. I really think it is. And no offense to my friends who are, you know, maybe that sounds just as judgmental as what you're saying, but I really feel like the ability to shut your mouth mm-hmm. and understand that the words you say, first of all, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares what I think about, you know, Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump mm-hmm. or Bernie Sanders or takers. Why, why would you? Why mm-hmm. would you care what I think? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put myself out there as important. Like, oh, here's my opinion. This is what really matters in our place. You know, forget that. And your opinion doesn't matter either. I don't care what you think. What I care is that you're a good person. Mm -hmm. What I care about is you as a human being and that there's way more that makes us the same uh, as Americans and as human beings than makes us different. So really shut the front door and and. I, I mean, that's the post I've almost made. I made a post on Facebook uh, about two weeks ago. I don't know if you saw it or not, but it was one of the most received posts I've done in a while that basically said that in very kind Yes, terms. I did read that. I did. And it very well put. And a matter of fact, we'll, we'll share it on, the, on our blog here. We are back with Joel and we have some serious hot seat questions. This is crazy. We just got done talking about politics and now we're putting him in the hot seat. So, Joel, are you ready for this? Let's do it. Here we go. What is your preferred social network of choice for personal use, not business, personal? It's a draw. You can only, you can, you're, look, your life is on the line and you can only pick one. Facebook. 
because it's where I'm the most connected with uh, everybody. All right. But just for fun, what was the other one? I'm loving Snapchat. Like, like it is the most fun I am having in social media right now. Why? Why Snapchat? When you, um, you get these couple second bursts, what makes that different? It's going to be more than a couple seconds, but here's it. So too bad. This is what you No, no, no. Not a couple seconds for your question. I meant the video itself is only a couple seconds. What makes that? Yeah, up to 10. So when I was a a little boy, my father had a super eight millimeter camera, a movie camera, and you would put a little reel, you know, in it of film that you could film up to three minutes and you would take that. And it's no sound, right? Mm -hmm. It's just video. Mm -hmm. You take it out and you would take it to the photo mat or wherever they, you know, the, the drugstore where they would develop the film and a few days days later you would have uh, a movie that you can then take home put on the projector pull the screen up and and play that movie when that movie camera was put in my hands i felt like a creative god like mm. i could do anything i could film whatever i want i could tell stories even though there was no sound same thing happened when video cameras came out now we had audio oh my gosh this is unbelievable <laughs> uh, having snapchat makes me feel like that little boy again only now i've got this device in my hand that does audio and video and allows me to dress it up with text and emojis and drawings and i get to tell stories it brings out this creative side of me that i just i love it and i think it comes through in the content that i'm creating people seem totally to be responding it well so it's more but if you had to say it's probably more nostalgic for you than even technology based. I mean, there obviously there's technology within Snapchat where you can put the city where you're at and I'm flying here and all that stuff. But for you, that story sounds really nostalgic. Like it brings me back to when I was a kid and I could create these quick short stories. Is that it for you? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I am a storyteller. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I write books, I blog, I podcast, I do, you know, I've done recorded videos on YouTube since 2006, and I even created my own reality show. So I am and will always be a storyteller. Snapchat gives me a really unique platform that brings out a different side of my creativity that none of those other channels do. Joel, share share your uh, your Snap address. Uh, it's just at Joel Com. And, you know, and one of the things I, I really like about it is that if you it, it, the stories disappear after 24 hours, it's yes. a moving 24 hour window. And so if you don't follow me every day and see what I'm doing every day, you miss it. Yeah. You miss you miss that burst of creativity that I had today. I don't put those videos up but like once a week. I'll toss one of the, the stories up on Facebook to give people a taste of here's what you're missing. So follow me over there. One of the funniest ones, and I know we're supposed to be hot seat. This is getting warmer and warmer. Um, but light it up. <laughs> one of the funniest stories was when you did the, I think, resting all day. So one snap, you were at your computer, just laid back. Then you were on, like, on a in your car, laid back, sleep. You know, it was like a sleep in all day. But you it was called. It was nap all day. Nap that's, all day. That's what I called it. It was nap all day. So yeah. it's so on my snap, people. There's DJ Khaled, which, you know, he's he is who he is. And then Joel has some really good stuff. You guys need to check him out. All right, Joel, here's another hot seat question for you. The last app you downloaded on your smartphone. Um, I actually downloaded one called Upload and Roll. It's a app that works with Snapchat. Snapchat doesn't let you take um, an existing video or picture and upload it into the app. You have to take them natively from within the app. But uh, Upload and Roll allows you to take an existing 
photo or video and upload it to your Snapchat story. Oh, that's a good one. I'll have to use that myself. Okay, last hot seat question. I know this has been crazy. Apple or PC? If you had to pick one, I don't have to. I've in here, and, and I won't. I have. Uh, <laughs> I've used both platforms since the beginning of uh, time on the computer. I have. I've. I. I was using uh, computers before there was a PC or a Mac. I was on a TRS eighty model one. Wow. Okay. Of RAM, and since that time, I don't get into the debate. I use right now. I'm at my desktop on a PC. That is incredibly powerful with a 30-inch Dell monitor, and this is my office computer. I'm a computer gamer, and as a gamer, you have to have a PC. You gotta have a Max PC. Just, but if you look around the rest of my my um, home, I have an iPhone, I have two iPads, an Air and a Mini, I have a MacBook uh, Air, and I've got a, a, a Mac Pro in the basement that I've used for editing uh, video for years. So uh, it's the only time in my life you'll hear me say I go both ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay joe i wasn't expecting that one uh okay joel is grandfathered in that question so literally in some cases um joe look you've been awesome you know how do you want to be remembered at the end of it all you're you're involved in business charities other things but what what is it at the end how do you want to be remembered what do you want your legacy to be well you know i whatever that thing is i don't think i've done it yet uh, i feel like the work that we all do, uh, we build brick upon brick, and, and I don't think I've made my legacy. But you know what? As long as people say, "Hey, he was a he was a good guy, and he helped me," yeah, with, with you know, fill in the blank, he did good stuff, right? Whatever that is. I mean, ultimately, I'm not going to change the world, uh, but if I can change a little bit of it in my own sphere, then I think that my life's mission will have been fulfilled. That's awesome. You're a good man, Joe. How can people follow you, find you? They want to reach stalk out, me. stalk you. They want to they want to see where you live at. They want to look in your window at night. How do they do that? That's awesome. Uh, well, I'm the only Joel Tom in the world, so I'm incredibly busy. Yes, Com is my real last name, C-O-M-M. It's perfect. Um, it's proof that God has an incredible sense of humor. And, um, you know, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, uh, my blog is joelcom.com. Uh, I'm, if you type my name in Google, you will get literally hundreds of results. So uh, find me somewhere. Say hi to me. I'm pretty social. Say hi to him. Joel, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, Priest. Thank you for listening to Missions and Marketplace. If you have a brand or business that you want to take online, or you're already online and looking for more exposure, visit us at AffiliateMission.com, the premier affiliate marketing and management agency. Also, feel free to get social with us and check our Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter pages. And share with us your story on how you're leaving a mark in the world.